everyone. You're listening to Changing the World with Other Circus-Related Things, Episode 7. I'm your host, Eliana Dunlap. Today we will be speaking with Marie-Andre Robitaille, founder of the Genoides Project and Women in Circus Network, and the Artistic Director of Circus Perspective. She is also currently a PhD candidate in performative and mediated practices with a specialization in circus choreography at Stockholm University of the Arts. So without further ado, I bring you Marie-André. Hello, I am sitting here with Marie-André Robitaille. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. (laughs) Um, To start off, uh, do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself and your work for those that might not be familiar with that? Yes, Uh, I'm originally from Quebec, Canada. And I've been uh, training in dance uh, after having having done many years of sports, uh, tracks and fields and competition. Mm-hmm. I endured my feet very seriously, so it prevented mm-hmm. me to go further to the Olympics, okay. one could say. And uh, I started um, serious training in uh, modern dance at the École de Danse de Québec okay. in Quebec City. Um, and um, I followed my training at the National Circus School in Montreal. So I've been a performer for around 10 years of my life, like professional performer. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I transitioned uh, towards pedagogy. Mm-hmm. I've been, uh, for the nine last year, I have been uh, the head of the Bachelor of Art in Circus at uh, Stockholm University of the Arts here in Sweden, mm-hmm. Stockholm, Sweden. Um, and uh, when I started to work as the head of the program here, um, as part of our employment, we have the opportunity and privilege to um, uh, conduct artistic research. And at that time, it was a long time that I have, haven't been performing uh, between performance and coming back at the, at the school here at Uni Arts in Stockholm. I had a gap where I worked as a, as a talent scout for Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. And I worked on small production also, but it was mainly uh, the work at the Cirque du Soleil as a talent scout. Um, so it was a long time that I, I had a break of performing and I had a break of uh, circus artistic gesture, one could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I really asked myself what would be important uh, to uh, develop in circus and at that time I thought that the woman in circus was a, an important question mm-hmm. to look into mm-hmm. and uh, maybe to change something there. Mm. So that's how I started to work um, on the topic of the representation of women in circus mm-hmm. arts. Very cool. And so you have, um, you run the Women in Circus Network and you also have I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, but Genoides? Yeah, Genoides. <laughs> the Genoid project. Genoid. Yeah, Genoid project is it has been both an academical um, artistic research mm-hmm. and an artistic practice. It, it goes hand to hand, but uh, I also had the ambition to uh, meet with audience on stage and and have like different uh, different version of a of how we deal with women mm-hmm. in circus. So the Genoid project has been uh, going on for 10 years. Um, and the network is some kind of um, uh, result of working with Genoid project. At one point I saw that 
it was not only important for my own artistic practice, but it was also important for the sector and mm -hmm. for and larger than the circus field also yeah. to address this question. And there were a need and um, at one point, I, uh, at the beginning of my inquiry with women in, in circus uh, as a research, I went out with a survey. Uh, I wanted to just to feel how other circus women was experiencing circus uh, and, and how they were experiencing their condition as women, you know, and how how this was reflecting in their work and if it was reflect, <laughs> reflected at all. And uh, in less than 48 hours, I received uh, 100 answer. And it was qualitative wow. question, so it was a long question. Yeah. I, was, I was not suspecting that this, the response, uh, the response would be so uh, fast and, and a, lot of, a lot of respondents. So then I started to, um, to think that we should have a meeting to discuss the, the issue, the, what, what could be feminist thinking in circus. Mm -hmm. So we started to have a series of what we called consortium, mm -hmm. uh, Women in Circus Consortium. And we had one, I think, in 2000, if I remember well, 11, and one in 2013, something like this, and one uh, not so long ago. So we had three editions of the Women in Circus Consortium. And, and they were, um, uh, and from the participant there, there were a strong uh, wish that we would establish a network and mm -hmm. that we will find uh, tools to communicate better and to mm -hmm. get in contact and support and help each other. Yeah, very cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what does feminist circus mean to you? Uh, it's a large question. Feminist circus, I think circus by definition or by its own function is feminist mm -hmm. like to the core i see uh, i see circus as a feminist gesture mm -hmm. you know circus has such a great potential to discuss um, uh, differences and mm -hmm. to express shift of values and uh, and and present abnormality so mm -hmm. it for me it's like all the there is, it's such a great candidate mm -hmm. uh, to, to be a feminist agent. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, uh, or just because that's the way it is uh, with, you know, I don't know if we can call that mass production, but with the way that we disseminate circus in, in contemporary circus mm -hmm. for the last, what, 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. uh, I think circus became, and also with the, um, uh, with the, the, uh, circus school mm -hmm. I think circus got really normalized so mm -hmm. the the way you can get in a school are very normalized mm -hmm. or the criteria to get into a circus school are very highly technical mm -hmm. and and then if you want to have a position on one of those circus then the role that are offer mm -hmm. uh, are quite uh, uh, the same and mm -hmm. so I think there's a that it has there's a big normalization that has been uh, going on. Hmm. Um, so, in a way, it's the responsibility of us circus artists to kind of like take back the practice and, and use it to balance those kind of, um, of effect that, uh, that happen from the normalization. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's that there will be more men and less women, so mm -hmm. then we 
we need to use circus to shift this mm -hmm. and, and rebalance that and yeah. play with the ratio. And so a feminist circus for me would be a circus that is uh, inclusive and representative of the diversities mm -hmm. of bodies and mind mm -hmm. uh, and that has an awareness that it is a yeah. function of circus. Yeah. To, to spot where are <laughs> this kind of unbalance in society yeah. and, and use circus as a tool to rebalance it. Rebalance it. Um, and uh, I think also the, the feminist circus is a circus that is accessible and I'm not talking in terms of market or like offer to audience. I'm more talking about the accessibility of experiencing circus mm. within the practice. Mm. At the moment, it's uh, it's very elitic practice, okay. uh, where uh, it's a minority practice. There's yeah. not so many circus artists in comparison to mm -hmm. the, the rest of the world, and the rest of the world pay to see us yeah. performing, and that I think is not feminist at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that the feminist circus will also be aware of this question of accessibilities and work with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Do you think that um, women's bodies on stage can be depoliticized? Do you think they need to be depoliticized? Do you think they'll always be looked at through this lens of gender? Hmm. I'm navigating a little bit away from the question of gender because mm -hmm. I spent like 10 years yeah. <laughs> on, on it. And now, uh, I mean, it's uh, many people has taken this, many circus artists has taken this issue and, and bring it forward on the, on the ring or on the on the stage so I think there is now other question I think we are post gender okay <laughs> uh, but to end the question is important and it's still relevant to ask this question mm -hmm. especially if you I think as, as for the programmers and for the circus artists themselves mm -hmm. um, I don't think you can uh, did you ask like if it was possible to depoliticize the yeah. female body well, I don't think it's uh, it's possible to depoliticize anything. And that's a fair know? point. <laughs> uh, and uh, that there is female, male bodies. Uh, we can also look at, uh, you know, beyond genders, mm. uh, other type of body, mm -hmm. uh, body with what we call dysfunction, but that yeah. are just mm -hmm. alternative functional. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't think it's possible for, I don't think it's relevant to want to avoid the question of gender. Okay. And I thought that when I started to teach um, at, uh, at DOC uh, 10 years ago, I remember that the students were often telling me that they didn't want to see circus mm -hmm. as a polit uh, politic yeah. gesture and that uh, they wanted to be free of being who they were, and I th I think this was uh, just a lack of mm. uh, uh, just a lack of awareness that the one doesn't go against the other. Mm -hmm. You can be free. You are actually more free if you are conscious of mm -hmm. what type of political gesture you're uh, yeah. having, uh, or or the impact that you want to do politically. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I think. And, and it was also a lot like this kind of um, wave in, in contemporary circus or what we would call new circus at the mm -hmm. time. Uh, 
it was a lot to be ourselves on stage, and mm -hmm. so I think it's, there was some kind of uh, resistance to the this kind of superhero or this kind of like uh, animalistic or you know Cirque du Soleil a lot of costume and mm -hmm. and that uh, the human is kind of disposable. You you just replace uh, that role by any type of or any type of people that uh, correspond to the casting profile, but. Um, so so it was, I think at one point we needed to go there to say, okay, I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to have a costume. I'm going to be wearing my jeans and I'm mm -hmm. going to be me. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I was coming in and saying, okay, you want to be you, but you is a woman. Mm -hmm. and, in, and at the beginning of Jeanette Project, so 10 years ago, mm -hmm. it's the, the, the circus artists and, I, and myself, you know, we were all asking each other questions and we mm -hmm. were trying to develop a discourse and so mm -hmm. there were a lot of thinking uh, that mm -hmm. was like helping us to grow and to change perspective and to mm -hmm. try to progress in the way we were thinking us on stage mm -hmm. as female, as mm -hmm. a woman. And there were so much of that. We went through like at least two years of having to say we don't want to be f um, pointed out as feminist. You know, feminist was still a word that was uh, mm -hmm. not really hip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was uh, not really understood also. I think it was seen as being negative and, and uh, separatist. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is not the case, but it was being seen like this. I don't want to be identified to feminist uh, artists. I want to be identified as a human. Uh, I'm an acrobat. I'm e neither a male or a female. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for two years, it has been a work to kind of say, but if, if we avoid this mm -hmm. question, mm -hmm. then we cannot work our way in yeah. and change the structure. Yeah. Then we just accept that... Uh, we ignore the question, actually. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of, I think, ignoring the question, mm -hmm. which was not a good strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as, and then suddenly it became, uh, it became okay to say, I'm a woman in circus, you yeah. know, by putting it, you know, 10 years ago when yeah. I was Googling woman in circus, there were not so many entry. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, a company, uh, woman in circus uh, or circus woman in Australia mm -hmm. that had like a long a long uh, tradition of working with the community and mm -hmm. female as a uh, true circus but it was not a hip thing it was not a trend it was also a lot of uh, reaction to just mentioning that we were women in circus mm. um, so I mean I don't think it's like uh, I, I think it's um, if you take it from the audience perspective, mm -hmm. it's also that it depends what uh, artistic gesture and, and what it is you want to say through your art. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to discuss the female condition mm -hmm. on stage, it's one thing. Mm -hmm. And then they would see <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. um, but it's also very good to be able to present material that has nothing to do with uh, the binary of uh, mm -hmm. relation. Uh, if you can have a female and a male having a hand-to-hand -hand, uh, act that mm -hmm. doesn't discuss the love story where the man and the woman fight and the man is strong and the <laughs> woman is light, you know, we have seen it, it's fine. And 
we, we kind of maintain a way of having the audience looking at women. Yeah. And once you realize that, that's where the fun starts, because <laughs> then we can propose uh, yeah. other role other for a woman and other uh, lecture of the human mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. Not only the woman body, but the human possibilities mm-hmm. and relationship and interactions. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's possible, and I think one need to realize that, yeah. and then the work of the artist start. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's actually really interesting, because that's something I've noticed a lot as well when I discuss doing you know, issue-based or value-based circus with um, like other circus artists that I know. I often get people kind of pushing back, being like, but I don't want to be political, I don't want to be... I don't want to alienate my audience or like make too much of a statement or and I think that's really kind of strange that I feel like I feel like there's a resistance in circus often to embracing the fact of being political and that everything kind of is a political statement Mm -hmm. whereas like in other art I feel like other art forms have kind of embraced that more Mm -hmm. and I don't I was just wondering if you have any thoughts on why that might be that why there might be that resistance I think the fact that it is a minority practice, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm borrowing this term from Johan Le Guillaume, a mm-hmm. uh, French artist that has been one of the first graduated from uh, CNAC mm-hmm. and is, uh, has founded Cirque Ici mm-hmm. and still performing to this day, uh, and is uh, defining circus as a minority practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of like that way of looking at circus. Um, I think, I mean, I don't, I, it's hard to generalize yeah, and uh, it depends on which context we're talking about, you know. But I'm from uh, Montreal and I have been watching Cirque du Soleil when I was young mm-hmm. and, uh, and then suddenly I realized that uh, as a dancer I could also specialize in acrobatics and I could go to the circus school and... And from the circus school, then you know you can you can be employed at Cirque du Soleil, and <laughs> and then you so it you know there's such like a big kind of draft or a big like a, a push in the direction of fitting in the structure or in the processes mm. that are already in place. Okay. Uh, maybe if you talk about street performers mm-hmm. and fakir, uh, like punk fakir, or, yeah. you know, uh, sideshows, they also, I guess they are having the same, I, I guess they're also, we are having the same duality between entertainment and being uh, socially mm-hmm. relevant, if you want to mm-hmm. call politis, uh, politic gesture as socially relevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's a mix up and a lack of a lack of uh, understanding of what we are doing, of what it involves to be an artist in society today, like what the privilege of being able to go to circus school often almost for free, mm-hmm. you know, and and then you are told to become in a certain way mm-hmm. because, you know, and every school has their own profile. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's all this that is changing, and that's why it's very exciting at the moment. Mm-hmm. That, um, uh, but I think if you diversify the way to become a circus artist, mm. if you it, because now it's uh, almost like uh, if you have uh, youth 
circus and then you go to circus school of mm -hmm. higher education or a preparatory school and then a higher education mm -hmm. school and then you create a company and then you mm -hmm. can play like that's kind of a dream scenario yes um but what about this other artist that doesn't fit with the kind of technical requirement but mm -hmm. that that has a lot of ideas mm -hmm. and that are maybe very creative yeah. and and wants to change society through art. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think there is, okay, 15 people per two years in Stockholm that wants to do that, but maybe there is like hundreds and hundreds out there. Yeah. It's just that it's not uh, a possibility. Yeah. So, uh, and then after like down the road, you have this difficulty also to distribute the work or to produce mm -hmm. work. That's another question. But I think if we were to diversify how circus is practiced mm -hmm. and and then we could see is that really a core element mm -hmm. of this uh, of of the circus gesture to be um, to be an agent of soci societal change mm -hmm. i mean every, <laughs> i think the artist uh, he is an agent of change or yeah. or a reflection of society absolutely uh, but in circus, you will train. It's also the nature of the discipline, you know. Here, our bachelor program student, they will train like super hard <laughs> every day, you know, uh, three, four hours of circus discipline because they, they come here mainly also because they know they're going to get uh, good teaching and coaching and they will progress. Mm -hmm. That's the years that they can do that. Mm -hmm. And then in the afternoon, the rest of the day, we will try to push them to use this as a vocabulary and use yeah. it in different contexts and to, to, um, uh, to different means. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that decide what are the means, but of course we're trying to push them to use it as a, yeah. as a weapon, in a way, <laughs> as a gentle weapon yeah. to... to to contribute to better development of society. Yeah. So of course this is like something that is in the discourse in this school. Is it in all the school? Is it the work of the? Is it the mandate of the school to? Mm -hmm. I think so. For us anyway, as a university, we need to um, help the student to develop critical thinking mm -hmm. and to think of how they can act in society. For and sure. So. I think the question of uh, entertainment versus art yeah. is the and and circus is so close to entertainment. Yeah, it's so close to virtuosity and spectacularity mm -hmm. and uh, getting the wow out of your audience, mm -hmm. making them cry and then making them stand up and applause yeah. for the sake or for the for the again minority thing yeah. that you have present like the <laughs> mm -hmm. to them and so this kind of relation or this kind of scenario has its limitation mm -hmm. and I remember and to this day you know when you came in I asked you oh what do you do as a specialty yeah. and people were always ask me oh what do you do you do circus what do you do yeah so we also have a strong sense of identity mm -hmm. by the level of tricks that you're are is you are able to execute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's both like the way that we are, I think, um, marketing circus, mm -hmm. and but it's also the way that we identify to circus as circus artists. Yeah. So it's 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 complex issue. Yeah. 
But I think we should really, everybody should by now be able to say that we are able to entertain in an intelligent manner. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just going to bring that up is like that. I think, um, I mean, it's something I think about a lot and I'd love to hear your thoughts about it of like how to kind of infuse circus as entertainment with like certain cultural values that you can kind of still be putting something out there that is trying to move society in a good direction, even if it's just just quote-unquote entertainment. Yes. Yeah, you become hacker of reality, (laughs) you know? And (laughs) that is, I think, like the roots of the circus artist, like through acrobatics, through manipulation of objects, you want to display possibilities, other possibilities of what exists. Yeah. And when when this event happen in a dynamic of uh, purchasing a time of watching something entertaining, Mm -hmm. then, I mean, there's the whole limitation of, because then there is a programmer that wants to program the things that people will want to come and see and, you know, sex and rock and roll. And, you know, then then you get into maintaining cliche that uh, recipe that works. Yeah. Which is also a super good skill, you know, <laughs> to be able to, uh, to, to just entertain. But there's always, I mean, meta- like you ask if it was possible to depoliticize the woman body. It's also, I think, not possible to take away the entertaining part yeah. of the circus. <laughs> if not, you, I mean, then we have other type of art form that are close to circus and it can be theater and dance. But... To have circus, you need that kind of mm-hmm. tricks and virtuosity and yeah. play against gravity, the shift of value, the unusual uh, dealing with matters. Mm-hmm. And that is like the core circus. So mm-hmm. what do we do? We do something abnormal. Yeah. We break the norm. Mm-hmm. That's in that way that I'm saying circus is a feminist gesture yeah. in itself. But it's uh, it's the maybe we have to revise the way that we we access circus uh, and the way the function of circus is mm-hmm. maybe yeah a topic to yeah to study for sure How, beyond the spectacle yeah How, what kind of shift in terms of like accessibility what kind of shift would you like to see or like what kind of changes or new kind of forms or things would you like to see? I started uh, my PhD engineering, I don't know if you're aware. I started uh, here at Stockholm University of the Arts, so I'm no longer the head of uh, the bachelor program, and I embarked in um, a PhD, five years PhD. Uh, and I'm dealing with this question. The the PhD uh, topic is to explore circuits through notion of, of dialogues. Okay. Or do you say dialogue? Dialogue. In, in dialogue. <laughs> uh, and the question of accessibility is is somewhere at the core. You know, there's also question of like collective creativity and collaborative process that mm-hmm. I think are are very important and at the core of this project. The accessibility, uh, I know it's also a word that we use uh, now when we found circus, we need to say how is it accessible and how do we work with the question of accessibility. So it's also kind of a box that you tick, but it's not, it's not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not only that, it's 
something that is um, at the core of how we experience circus. At the moment, it's very much becoming a um, performative gesture and uh, how do you say, uh, you exchange money for products, mm -hmm. kind of. You become a product. Yeah. Um, accessibility for me would mean that uh, kids can experience circus in their school when they are young. And in a utopian perspective, it would be that we go to work flipping or flying, mm -hmm. you know? If that is possible, then every <laughs> everybody should be. Yeah. I mean, what would be a circus city if, the, yeah. if everybody is a circus uh, <laughs> acrobat or able to use the body in different manner than sitting mm -hmm. in the way that we are mm -hmm. organizing ourselves in our yeah. societies today. And of course, there is also, I had a breakthrough in uh, last spring where I was invited uh, by Femme du Feu in Toronto, Canada, mm -hmm. to uh, be a mentor for a circus session. Mm -hmm. You are aware of this? Uh, yes activity. Uh, it's awesome. I recommend all the circus artists to apply to circus session uh, in Toronto through Femme du Feu. And uh, we, they, we had a group of people that were following the circus session mm -hmm. and they were working on uh, alternative audio description. Okay. And somehow we were not necessarily uh, working together from the beginning. So mm -hmm. it was like two two parallel projects and it's often like this in life that mm -hmm. uh, you know we go full uh, forces with what we're supposed to do and then the one that can catch up catch up mm -hmm. you know and and I realized that huh it's so strange that we were not connected from the beginning yeah uh, but it was also a very good strategy to make us realize that it needs more collaboration mm -hmm. And in that case, it was um, blind people and uh, people with physical disability. Mm -hmm. And in our group, we were also intergenerational. Uh, they were different background of practice. They mm -hmm. were amateur and professional. Uh, and um, they were also people with invisible disability. So, and, and many type of gender and, you know, so and identifying in many Mm -hmm. uh, a, a normative way mm -hmm. so this was like a setting where I understood that uh, the question of accessibility also to to the others mm -hmm. than the circus artists like the elitic group of circus artists that that has all the best uh, shot at becoming virtuals mm -hmm. uh, in acrobatics or mm -hmm. in uh, other circus discipline um, so I think it's both now that we have to work with um, how, what is it that we present and for whom, mm -hmm. and and maybe less of what it is that I want to show off, yeah, and what it is that I want to self-express, yeah, you know, the me me me, yeah, the question of other is mm -hmm. is uh, I think the next. Like I, I did woman circus for ten mm -hmm. years, and now the question of others and how we can 
deal together as a big crow, uh, as, a, uh, as an ecosystem mm-hmm. where all the parts are relevant. Yeah. As opposed as looking at the exceptionality of human mm-hmm. uh, and, and put the human as a superhero that can yeah. achieve. And so the dynamic would be... Yeah. Is, will become yeah. it will influence the dynamic of how we teach how we work mm-hmm. how we produce how we process how we perform how we structure a circus Absolutely. yeah that's really interesting that's um something i was i had a conversation recently with a group of people about um like the notion of anthropocentrism in circus and like how um and like kind of ref- also, you know, referencing the open letters from Becca Levens talking about like the ser- human as the, as the superhuman and how we're putting superheroes on stage. Um, and I'm really interested in this idea of like, what does circus look like if you if you don't do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. can you, you know, because I feel like historically the idea of the magnificent human has been so central to circus. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you shift that? Like, is that possible to sort of redefine circus to? I don't know, maybe decentralize the human, or maybe not decentralize, but like yeah, it's a posthumanist uh, yeah, like uh, um, take on circus. Yeah, um, yeah, because I, as I say, I think circus has at its core to. Uh, I mean, you magnify the human and you say, this is the best show on earth. And yeah. <laughs> he's the strongest male on earth. <laughs> and that has been uh, used a lot in the marketing of circus. And then it has an impact on the type of act that we develop and mm-hmm. so on. But I think that we are have transited uh, or that we have w- within mm-hmm. the kind of... Uh, um, that type of aesthetic or that type of narrative mm-hmm. has been has been. There is more narrative that mm-hmm. has emerged in the last what twenty thirty years. Mm-hmm. I think I really think so. Um, but still, the in general, I think it's yeah. it's still laying there, and it's it's strange that uh, that it it's so it's so hard to break. Yeah. I think it's just to continue to be aware. That that was the work that I was trying to do with the Genoid project. Mm -hmm. If you don't put any narrative from the top, so if you don't have any pre-decided concept Mm -hmm. and pre-decided idea of what would be the narrative, if you don't say that the pole is a tree and the the monkey is climbing the pole to get the banana and then there's difficulty because it's sliding and now I'm, I mean, I'm ridiculous. It's a ridiculous (laughs) example, but, you know, and then you put jungle music and jungle costume and, you know, it's kind of like the act in itself is a form that has been, uh, it's, 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 that has been developed to be like so stereotyped and so, big in short time yeah it's a seven minutes or nine minutes where you have to give as many information so everybody do clapping in the same time and Mm -hmm. everybody cry at the same moment you know it's such um, a controlled narrative Mm -hmm. and i think that Mm -hmm. when you open up this and that you let the object of circus speak Mm -hmm. for itself then people can 
have their own appropriation mm. of the meaning and have their own reflection. So I think if circus is taken into poetic gesture, mm -hmm. uh, or uh, if circus is taken as a poetic gesture, mm -hmm. I think there is a lot of possibilities mm -hmm. to kind of have an impact. But if you stay in those kind of narrative mm -hmm. and form, mm -hmm. so it's not only the narrative, it's the form that kind of... Uh, yeah. And and then even be among us, we're discussing these ideas and, and we like the seven-minute act also, mm -hmm. you know, and it's hard for a circus artist to do a solo show of, of uh, 45 or one hour. Yeah. It's just the nature of the, the practice and the, mm -hmm. the physicality, the abilities it required uh, it's a it's an olympic performance yeah. it's like very <laughs> short and it's condensed and it's uh, to take the audience to some kind of climax and it's mm -hmm. it, in a way it's like a porn <laughs> it's like the same model as a porn uh, yeah. as a porn clip so i think we need to play with forms and we need to um, transgress find strategy to transgress the kind of norm, normal narrative that will mm -hmm. emerge out yeah. of the seven minutes. So, so in, in Genoid, we didn't have a costume that was indicating who they were mm -hmm. uh, in, 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 in terms of um, persona. Mm -hmm. It was the body mm -hmm. doing an action okay. with the circus apparatus. We didn't try to metaphorize the pole. Yeah. It was, it's a pole. It's a pole. <laughs> and there is a female. Yeah. And then there is movement. Mm -hmm. And w because we didn't try to start from a narrative, then, uh, and I worked a lot with sound as a tool mm -hmm. to uh, lead the movement. Yeah. And there, this, that shift in composition allowed other uh, aesthetic, mm -hmm. other meanings, other narrative to emerge. Mm. So I think it's this kind of strategy. We have to look how we can break this kind of um, uh, habits that we have yeah. developed through like traditions and, mm. and just also pressure what we think that the audience wants to see or yeah i'm not i mean 15 20 years ago i was in the circus school and i thought mm -hmm. i had to smile after an act uh, after a trick <laughs> yeah. but this was not really true it was that if people applause mm -hmm. then you might smile you know <laughs> but so i think there's a lack of reflection that has mm. been uh, happening in at one point in this yeah. story <laughs> and then we just maintain old ways yeah yeah huh. yeah that's super interesting it's like sort of re-examining what what the vocabulary of circus can say for itself rather than deciding like it's sort of i don't know what i'm trying to say it's sort of like deciding the 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 story before finding the words I don't know if I'm really yes that's kind of a weird way of describing that but I think that's sort of yeah, an interesting way of being like what what are these what does a circus vocabulary on its in its own actually say and put forth yes Just a nice way when I am uh, looking now at uh, circus true notions of dialogue mm -hmm. I'm uh, looking or what I have been observing in mm -hmm. the last uh, 20 years of my practice is that the monological approach to circus or the monological 
form mm -hmm. of delivering a circus is very, very strong. Mm -hmm. So it's one person showing what they can do mm -hmm. and the audience mm -hmm. has some kind of range of an possible answer to yeah. that. And the fact that there is so much risk and virtuosity involved in the practice uh, lead to um, hyper-control environment. Mm -hmm. So us as artists, we want to control everything, all the elements, so that we can balance in a, like at the maximum of the virtuosity <laughs> as possible. And we also want to control the risk of uh, mm -hmm. fa failing or <laughs> dying. Yeah. So this is like we decide a lot of things prior to... Yeah to the performance to the audience. Mm -hmm. And then the, the audience are, the event of circus is also staged mm -hmm. in ways that we're sitting, we're watching, or, and uh, we shouldn't talk too loud, or, you know, yeah. we shouldn't disturb what's going on because mm -hmm. that's, that's something almost static. Mm -hmm. And circus is not static. So, yeah. it, so it, there is a lot of duality between, I think, the potential of circus and how we, uh, we experience it, mm. how we present it, how we process it, how we structure it. So those questions, they are very fascinating because they, they are the beginning of a, some kind of solution to a problem mm -hmm. of, of being stuck into form that, does, that doesn't respond anyway to what I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, and they are the beginning of alternative uh, mode of composition and mode of presentation yeah. and performing circus. So that's very fascinating. And it worked with the Genoid project, mm -hmm. you know. It really did work that I some kind of unconstructed uh, or take away the layer of information of the mm -hmm. circus act. Mm -hmm. And by taking away layer of information mm -hmm. and trying to then rebuild uh, with some kind of naive and open <laughs> disposition, then, uh, then we, find, we found alternative strategies. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I think we're kind of reaching the end of our time, but is yes. there anything else you want to share before we finish? Uh, no, it was just very interesting, like a start of a conversation yeah. with you. So that was nice to, uh, yeah. to meet yeah, and awesome. discuss. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. This has been really interesting and I'm like getting really excited. Yes, <laughs> but that's great. <laughs> that's the point, right? Yeah. To share thoughts and to kind of like find the next the next uh, phase Absolutely. where we can activate new thoughts and activate new ways of experiencing circus. Once again, that was Marie-Andrée Robitaille. You can find links to her work in the show notes. This podcast is an initiative of the Circus Action Network. You can like us on Facebook, where we share more or less monthly podcast episodes, as well as articles, artist opportunities, cool projects, and other things related to social and environmental justice and the circus arts. We also have a website where you can find this podcast, our blog, our community forum, as well as a database full of interesting and informative resources. If you are someone who is doing this kind of work, or you know someone who is doing this kind of work, or you want to be doing this kind of work, please get in touch. We want to hear from you. You can find our contact in the show notes and on our website. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.